0: This beat is too nice. What's good, y'all? It's your girl Haley, aka Holly Hall, and let me introduce you to my friend.
1: What's up? It's Melly.
2: And you already know who it is. It's the coolest kid on the block, your girl Desani, and you are tuned in to Hot and Heavy the podcast. How are y'all doing today?
0: Today's a good
1: day. Today's been an interesting day, to say the least.
0: Well,
2: yeah. It's definitely been interesting. So, how's the start of y'all geo
0: So far. It's feeling a lot like Jiho, a lot of surprises, a lot of wow factors, and, you know, I'm, I'm real interested
2: to see how the rest of the week is going to go. Heavy on the surprises, no doubt. Yeah,
1: the surprises have definitely been there, but you went to the fashion show, how was that?
2: It was, it was a good time. It definitely was really fun. I enjoyed myself the That's whole three great. hours. It was amazing. So definitely... Next year, y'all have to go because every year the fashion show is a really good
1: time. Yeah, it was a good time freshman year too. So I'm not surprised it was pretty good this year. So, you did go freshman. year. I did go freshman. Year. freshman Didn't year. we go together? No. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> nah. I went with some other people. Uh, this I'm still friends with them to this day. But, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Stay
0: tuned for our recap Jiho episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're gonna kick off our second episode but we are going to have a heavy topic today. And this kicks off our theme for the season, which is reflection. So Mm -hmm. the topic that I have for you guys today is how does your household affect you? In specific terms,
2: your black household. And we love our black household, but Mm. nah, (laughs) Jesus.
1: Nah, I mean, we all know. Some things, you know, it's, we, we love our family, but there are just some things, you know, that irk us, I guess, you know?
2: Yeah, I think our family and the way everyone has been raised, it's definitely different. And it definitely affects all of us and how we even interact with each other. Yeah. like for sure. a lot of, of course. the stuff
0: that we do for sure, I definitely when you go to college you get a really big culture shock not just from the environment of being by yourself but the environment being around all new people mm-hmm. you go from being able to be friends with your friends outside of your household and then now you go to basically living with your friends every single day mm-hmm. doing everything with your friends and it gets a little hectic or at least for our friend group it gets a little messy hey. here and there a little, yeah. Oh Jesus! Oh my
2: God! <laughs> yeah, a little. So. Our household has definitely affected us in this friendship because we were all raised so differently, differently.
1: very, very different. Definitely raised differently, um and you can tell it's, it's different because you grew up in a pod of like that, where you grew up in, and like whatever city you grew up in, and you go to college and you meet all these different people that came from different places, and it's just interesting to see how different people think or act depending on the circumstance it's uh eye-opening
2: even when we talk about like COVID on campus even when we talk about COVID on campus and vaccinations getting tested weekly that I feel like goes back to people's households because a lot of the times you know depending on how your household thinks it's kind of like what a lot of people, even on this campus, are doing. Unless, and you know, not all the time. Not all the time, because in my household, <laughs> um, a lot of people did not and didn't get vaccinated. They mm-hmm. do not want to. They mm-hmm. are not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I got vaccinated. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of went my own way. But a lot of the times you follow, you know, your family. And you follow their values and what they do and, you know, how they think.
0: The crazy part is... You know i w- didn't even know vaccinations was such a big battle between people i think i always thought it was something that you do if i had a shot at the doctor i had a shot like it was not yeah. no oh you're getting vaccinated whatever whatever half the time i didn't even know what i was getting yeah. half the time and so i don't know if maybe that's why i wasn't hesitant at all to mm-hmm. get a vaccination also you know i was hesitant actually let me back up so when COVID first hit um i think everybody of course was affected the way they were affected but you know i feel like everyone was all like you know we need to find something we need to get back to regular life and so when something came very quickly and of course we were going through the transition of different you know leadership in our country so that was also another factor like you know trump was <laughs> Saying, get the vaccine, I was definitely not getting it. You know what I'm saying? So that was something that, you know, affected that as well. But, you know, reeling it back in, basically, it happened very fast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was one of the first adult decisions we all Mm -hmm. had to make as college students without our parents Mm -hmm. and somewhat with our parents' influence. Like, at first, I think my parents got theirs. Mm -hmm. Way before me and Sonny went, we, you know, we're sitting there. I remember that day like we made that decision. We Mm -hmm. were going back and forth. Are you going to get it? Mm -hmm. Because we were already living on campus during quarantine. Like we were already accustomed to what life was going to be like without without it. it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then all of a sudden it came up and we're like, you know what, let's do it. You know, it just came down to we
2: want our college experience. And regardless of what our families are gonna do, that's how we felt at the yeah. time. Because I never got any vaccinations. I didn't get the flu shot. I still don't get the flu shot. I've never gotten the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was definitely a adult decision because that's something that I made on my own. No one in my family has the, vac- the vaccine except for my dad. My dad got it, and that's when I was like, okay, if my dad can get it, you know, I can get it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, everyone else, my mom, my brothers, my sisters, they don't have it, I don't think. They might have it now, but when it first came out, they was not getting
3: it. Yeah, fine. how
1: about you? Well, I'm fully vaccinated. I think I was the first one to get my the, yeah, the shot. Right. And for me, when it came out, I was like, you know, I'm getting it. Because I'm sick of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Um, and for people, you know, everyone's going to be entitled to their own, their own opinion, and that's fine. But I think getting the vaccine is not about yourself more so. It's about protecting others. So... When you get vaccinated, I mean, obviously, you're going to protect yourself, but you also are going to be protecting the people around you, your family, your friends, you know, whatsoever. Um, So, people are saying, I don't know what's going to do to me. I don't know what's in it. In a way, I can, like, see what you mean, but when you go to a restaurant, you don't be like, so what's what's in this thing? You don't do that. You don't do that. And and, and this is more serious Mm -hmm. than going out to eat yeah. you know so i just think well that's just my take on it you know yeah. everyone's entitled to their own opinion but
0: you also, i agree though no absolutely i think everybody has their own different i know for me it was so many different reasons yeah i know in my family i have a huge family full of older mm-hmm. and people so naturally they were all doing it for their health purposes and mm-hmm. for me family big thing you know and i think for a lot of people a big thing but I was not putting my family at risk Mm -hmm. and you know and obviously i don't expose my whole entire personal life but it was kind of a decision that i felt like i had to do regardless of how Mm -hmm. i felt it was for everybody else around me Mm -hmm. so you know that's another thing and then also i went through a lot of family deaths during the pandemic and going from how it was before to not even being able to gather at a funeral or Mm -hmm. anything like that it was kind of like no, we all do kind of need to get vaccinated because for things like this. And that, and again, I'm talking from the perspective of my family in particular, mm-hmm. but that's what kind of made the decision easier
2: for me. And again, yeah. that's all wrapped up in my family influence. Yeah. I think. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I think like getting a little bit deeper into why people, especially the black community. Yes isn't getting or have not gotten vaccinated goes into a lot of our history Mm -hmm. which i definitely understand because when we talk about tuskegee and tuskegee um experiments when it came to syphilis and a lot of the time black people are used as like kind of like what's the word guinea pigs pigs, you know for these kind of things so i definitely see that perspective Mm -hmm. And I can see why a lot of black people are like, I'm just not getting it because at the end of the day, the government, and this is just my opinion, the government is not for us, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: period. That's just what I think. So I can see that. I understand, but like, I don't know. It's like a, you know, do I want to look at our history or do I want my normal life back? And as a 20 year old turning 21, (laughs) I want my normal life back. Of course.
1: And North Carolina, a study came out, like, a few weeks ago, like, 70% of North Carolinians are partially vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction. I think the goal is to get to 85% to, like, actually be back to normal life. So, like, where majority of those people are vaccinated. So, Mm -hmm. no matter what the virus is going on, I mean.
2: You know, it might get a little bit easier. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to be real. (laughs) When I saw a lot of white people getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this one isn't a test on us. Nah, <laughs> you I mean, know, that's, that's serious,
0: though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, those are the thoughts that go through our heads. Whether mm-hmm. it's sugar-coated or not, that's what it is. And I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. And honestly, everybody knows who knows me. I'm very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. You got to do what's best for everybody else. This is, in my opinion this whole vaccination as far as COVID, not speaking on the flu or anything else. But this one in particular, I felt like was so much deeper than anything else, like Melvin said, because we were all struggling. This has been the first time in, I think, our parents' lifetime that the world has been shut down for something like this. It Mm -hmm. it was new to everyone. And so I felt like it was a little contradicting that one. And we wanted things to, you know, end we wanted a cure we wanted a something we wanted to get out the house so bad Mm -hmm. and then when it came it was like oh no 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 it came too
2: quick Mm -hmm. too fast i don't trust yeah and
0: then also to go into that you know and this hits home for me in different areas you know i had a lot of people close to me that you know we got Mm -hmm. into it a little bit but do your research but Mm -hmm. do valuable research Like. I felt like a lot of people, especially the black community, were looking for any excuse not to. Like, I'm going to believe this it. article mm-hmm. because this says what mm-hmm. I think in my head. Not yeah. know, like, hello, it's been out for a while. Because I really, that's facts. I yeah. mean, if you look it up, we had a session during quarantine mm-hmm. for the honors program we had. And I love that because without that program, I probably would have never known. Yeah. She was a doctor. I wish I knew her name. Mm-hmm. She came and spoke and talked about SARS. And yeah. Granted, y'all, I don't don't quote me on a lot of this information I'll give an overview but basically she just said that it was out for a while yeah and so the medicine and everything that's been tested for COVID and the vaccines has been out COVID has been here for a long time
2: it just got out of control basically
1: interesting I never heard of that before Mm -hmm. yeah
2: I mean when was that freshman year going into winter break and how Mm -hmm. do you remember I was sick like I was really really sick and I was coughing all the time like I had a really bad cough for about a month I thought Mm -hmm. she was dying yes everyone was like you need to go to the hospital like (laughs) you need to go to the doctor and I finally went right before we came back to school and I don't know what they said it was but they didn't say they didn't know I think yeah they didn't know yet because COVID just came like Mm -hmm. it just came and they had gave me a shot in my butt and I was like okay whatever you know TMI I'm sorry but I was like, you know what, whatever. And then we went to the honors program and she was like, they have medicine, mm-hmm. but they only use it for, you know, higher people, the president, the president needs it. And it's a shot in your butt. And that I was makes like, sense, though. Did mm-hmm. I have COVID before COVID was out? No,
0: because, because, like, a
2: lot of people had that
3: experience. You
1: know, when Trump got COVID, mm-hmm. he was up and dandy after <laughs> yes. three days because they put him in the best hospital possible and right. gave him all the medicine he needed. But uh, I remember when I got vaccinated... Uh, like, you have to wait in the sitting room for like 15 minutes or whatever to make sure you're not feeling nothing. Mm-hmm. After I got my shot, some lady in front of me falls at her chair and passes out. I'm like, like, oh
3: my God. Calvin texted us in all caps. <laughs> like, oh this my God. This lady just passed out in front of me. He like, was what like, did I, I don't just know do? what to do.
2: And I was like, did you already get your shot? And he was like, yes. <laughs>
3: like,
1: if <laughs> there was something in there, like, you know, I would have already been, it would have been done for. <laughs> But, you know, all is well. I'm doing good. The first shot really didn't affect me that much, but the second shot definitely put me to sleep. No, that,
2: oh, that one shot was, it was different. Me and Holly slept all day. Let we me slept else... all day.
0: Let me tell y'all something. Literally, I thought I was okay because mm. it really didn't hit us as hard. I feel as if we definitely prepared ourselves. We had Gatorade, we had food, we had everything mm. that... I know my parents had said they needed or anything like that, anything that we had heard of. And I went to sleep all day, woke up, thought I could go get some food. I promise y'all, I thought something was so wrong with me. It was like, I didn't feel like I couldn't do it, but I felt like, I felt as if, please just get me out of here. I could not be in the student center. I couldn't stand in the Chick-fil-A line. It was the weirdest feeling but i'd say don't let that scare you away i mean from getting it you know what i'm saying yeah please
1: get vaccinated actually yeah
0: (laughs) i mean i heard from people who did get it even college students in the school Mm -hmm. who were saying i'm definitely going to get whatever i have to because i had
2: it and it destroyed me like just yeah, mm-hmm. really so,
0: destroyed everyone.
2: Because what we felt definitely probably doesn't even top what they felt. Because when I had that second shot, I slept all day. I slept mm-hmm. longer than holiday probably. And when I woke up, I took a shower and I could barely even stand stand in the shower. It was so hot, I was sweating.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was crazy. It really was. It was mm-hmm. crazy. But it lasted. It was just that one day. The next day we was out. We had a picnic. Like mm-hmm. we really <laughs> did. Yes, <laughs> we had a great we did.
0: time.
1: And it's kind of like staring from the top. of it. But we'll get back to it but uh when we are coming back this year um people are saying like should we get back should they require people to get vaccinated or mm-hmm. whatnot but we can't do that as a public school because mm-hmm. that's against north Carolina rules but i mean if auntie had the option
0: absolutely that yeah. is 100 percent my vote and i'm sorry i make some of y'all mad some of my close friends mad and i would agree to though I
3: Because y'all no.
0: <laughs> it's safety it's not yeah. even about you know, trying to inject you and not give you a choice and all of that. But and again, this is my opinion. It's not even about that. It's just about I don't know. It's such a conflicting thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it. I see where you're coming from. Why should I have to do this? Like I don't feel comfortable at mm-hmm. all. But you have to look at the big picture. If we want to get to how antique was, if we and granted we get a little preview, but if we really want to get back. To just life where you don't have to wear the mask, where you don't have to do anything extra, you got to sacrifice something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is true.
0: It is what it is. But so going off of that, how do you feel that your household has affected your relationships with your friends, significant others, just with people in general?
1: Well, when it comes to like, I guess, relationships, I feel like my father has shown me the right way to like, at least be a man, like mm-hmm. treat a woman, you know be respectful to others and yada yada yada. I feel like my dad's taught me the right way you know, and I, he also and I, I feel like he can say this himself, sometimes he listens, so he'll probably mm-hmm. see this, but he gets mad mm-hmm. pretty fast, and so I might get that from, from him and so I just had to work on my patience, mm-hmm. but uh he's definitely taught me how to be. A respectful man, so I, th- I think it's worked in my favor.
2: Say, I definitely would agree. I think how my household has affected <laughs> my relationships. I think you know, shout out to my parents, shout out to my mom, shout out to my, mom, <laughs> you know, and my brothers, and my sisters, and all of them. I think we are a crazy bunch, and I think it has taught me. I think it's taught me patience, though. And I think it has taught me how to be like a really good listener because I have so many siblings. And mm-hmm. I've always kind of been the one who listened to everyone because I was pretty, not soft-spoken, but I was really shy. So I really didn't talk much. I still don't talk that much, actually, like when I first meet someone, I'm not really a talker. So I think it definitely has taught me how to be like a really good like listener, to have patience in a way. I think it has taught... I think they have taught me how to stand up for myself and keep and hold my ground when it comes to people. Um, I definitely get my anger and my attitude from my parents. Both of them. <laughs> I just want both of them because they both crazy. Love them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I
0: think <laughs> my dynamic with my parents is very interesting. Um, also, because... The way I grew up, I barely saw my parents during mm-hmm. the week. I mean, shout out to my mom, Vanita. <laughs> Everyone loves her. Um, and my dad, of course. You he heard a little bit about Hilton last time. But as far as my family, we have and had a lot of strong women as the dominant ones in both sides of the family so that i feel like has really helped me grow a strong just like ambition about myself because i had so many women around me who don't stop for nothing mm-hmm. um so that's one thing that i feel like i've just grown to have but i also feel like you know there are a lot of men in my family as well who you know basically taught me to have a little bit of a tough side don't take nothing from nobody stand up for yourself but you know don't do anything stupid basically mm-hmm. yeah. and you know but I don't know it's weird I'm definitely quick-tempered a little bit I'm definitely a little <laughs> a lot of it um I'm definitely oh, man. it's weird I'm very sensitive but neither of my parents are sensitive yeah it's weird Yeah. very weird and I'm an only child and neither of them are an the only child I think that's why not a so lot sensitive. of people are only children in my family so that's a little it's a different dynamic but I also think that you know I had a lot of influences in my life raised with I had a huge village that raised me and not just from black people Mm -hmm. and so I feel like the way I approach people or the way I don't know the vibe I gave off to people is very interesting it's not I feel like I'm definitely a wild card not what you would expect at all
2: yeah to go Into, like, what you said about, like, you know, having strong women in your family and stuff. I was going to say, um, I definitely think my hustle comes from my family. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, I'll always say this my sister is my biggest and always will be my role model. Um, because she is strong and she went after everything that she wanted. She graduated high school early, she left, she went to college, she set that pace for everyone after her. And I think my mom is very strong. She has definitely been through a lot. And it taught me, you know, to take control over your life and Mm -hmm. not let anyone stop you. And I think my dad always taught me to follow your dreams. And no matter how old you get, you can always go after your dreams. So I think my hustle, my creativity comes from all of that. To get a little bit deeper, though, I think... My household and the dynamic of it has taught me what kind of household I want, what kind of household I don't want. And to be completely honest here, I do not want the household that I grew up with. And they did teach me a lot, but it was very toxic. To
0: piggyback off of that, um, you know let's get into what are the toxic things in black culture households that you feel like needs to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I definitely think there's a huge, and we're getting a little deep here, you know, might <laughs> touch a little little nerves in some people, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting to know the dynamic between our generation and the other generation. So I guess to kind of make it a little bit more specific, how you were disciplined, mm-hmm. do you think you will carry that same type of discipline? And mm-hmm. I'll start.
3: Okay. okay.
0: I think I will to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um there were times I definitely needed that pop, that spanking, that, you know, whatever. And so for me, I'm a little conflicted because I feel like I turned out okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I don't think I equated oops, shoot. I don't think I equated spankings with you hate me or yeah. that you you know, I don't mm-hmm. think I ever equated the two. So I I would definitely say I think my parents did a good job of explaining to me or no okay i guess the way i viewed spankings was kind of like okay don't do that yeah like i my mom spanked me when i peed the bed never peed the bed again yeah so but it's also me i Uh think it differs for children Uh depending on who it is Mm -hmm. especially
2: if like you're just getting popped or spanked for no reason right that's different i think personally (laughs) because i was a brat when i was little (laughs) i was horrible I was shy and stuff, but I have a temper. I'm very mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I've always mm-hmm. been mean. I'm still mean to this day. I used to go back and forth with my mom, and I was little, six, seven years old. Yeah. No, like you, you can't do that. You need that because okay. you can't just be gone. Like back to and forth be put with in your mom. place, yeah. authority. Type exactly. Thing. So I think. I don't ever look at it as if like I was just getting spanked for no reason, right? Mm -hmm. Because especially from my mom, like my mom never really hit us, Mm -hmm. really. So, you know.
1: Well, I think, you know. I knew when I was gonna get a spanking. Or I was gonna get and Like I knew what I was doing.
3: Right. Um. Unless so you
1: know. like, yeah. I knew it was gonna come. Like if I was messing out, like messing around at church or something like mm-hmm. that, or right in the store. I knew that belt was coming off. Yeah, so so, so like, I, I knew it was coming. But uh, so I think my spankings were deserved because I mean.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and, and, and like after that, I I kind of respected my parents. I mean, I got older and it, it right. didn't happen as much. Yeah. But like some households, I mean. Yeah, they but depending spank. on, like, the culture or whatever, I mean, some people still, you know...
2: Yeah, they get... Some people Some people grew up, they got spanked for anything. They got cussed out for anything. I hate that. Yeah. I can't stand that. I can't stand when, like, a mom or dad is just cussing at their kids for no reason. I don't think that's one thing I wouldn't do. And in my opinion, I don't think you people should do that. Because that's a child. Like, why are you mm-hmm. sitting there cussing at a kid as if that's an adult? Yeah. I
0: definitely you know, as a potty mouth person Mm -hmm. herself. It's definitely something that I want to be able to control in the future because I definitely think when you tread that line of tough love and, Mm -hmm. you know, being very, very, very nurturing, I think that's how my personality is. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want it to ever be confusing. Yeah, You know, like, oh, one minute, you know, it's this. You want to give me the world, and then the next minute you're tearing me down when I'm making a mistake. Yeah, That's where I feel like, of course, we're not parents and not being parents mm-hmm. anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something I think about. Like, you know, my mom didn't cuss at me. She made it a point to never cuss at me. Yeah. And my dad really didn't either. Even though he might do it with his friends or whatever. Like it really wasn't something that I got. I yeah. would have had to really make you mad as a teenager from what I remember mm-hmm. for you to say one and you would catch he would catch himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's one of those things where just to respect how I was raised and mm-hmm. just because I'm a little bit more fluent it's definitely something that I want to change because yeah. it's not something that I want to continue so I know for me that's one thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: I know um I'm not gonna say my dad's ever cussed me out or or whatever but uh he, when I got older he got more stern with me mm-hmm. so like not like so let's say I have a bad game or whatever or um like I I wouldn't be doing my best and I could be doing my best um in something. Like, I mean, he would let me know, like, he gonna, like, get in my face or whatever. But, like, it would be... That's something that would, like... I don't want to say necessarily motivate me, but, like... Do you think... It he- shows me, me that he cared, I guess. Yeah. Well,
0: I my question was, do you think he was just trying to show you how to become a young man? That's kind of what that was. I think
1: there was, like, wants me to take things more seriously in life. Okay. So, like, um, you know, I... I Y'all know how I am. I like to like be timely. I like I like I, I care about my future. I guess, and I feel like that comes from him. So just because mm-hmm. of how he like went about his life, so I just think, uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't plan on cussing at my kids. <laughs> I don't yeah. plan on it. I'm gonna watch my mouth just because I don't want them cussing either. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I have a question, okay. okay, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask it. Okay, and. Okay, maybe I'll just bring up the topic instead of asking it as a question. Okay. Especially for Melvin being a male. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do we go with like toxic masculinity? Because that comes mm. from our household. And especially black household. Yes. Yeah. And how well yeah.
3: Yeah. Especially.
2: You know, when it comes to like parents teaching their sons, where is the line of you're teaching them how to be a man, and you're teaching them how to be a toxic man, and how to not fully express your emotions, things like that.
1: Well, that's tough because that all—that's like generations worth of like mm-hmm. your dad, your granddad taught your dad, your dad taught you. So it's mm-hmm. like if you're taught to be t- like toxic right. or have toxic mm-hmm. traits. Uh,
0: just to piggyback off that or in a lot of black households that part is missing so
1: what you know maybe they don't have
0: the grandfather or the great great or the actual father you know and granted none of us here at the table can vouch for that but Mm. just can you put that into perspective of what you think how that affects the black male, where you're very passionate about making it and doing well so that you can provide, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You talk about that. Yeah. Can you try to put yourself in the mindset of a male who might not have that type of support and why it might be difficult for them to survive in this society?
2: For a lot, well, this, again, my personal opinion, a lot of, I feel like a lot of men who may not have that father figure in their lives it can go either way. You know, they can be turn out to be like really good people, want to strive, want to get good things or whatever. Then there's the other side of it where that's where the toxic masculinity comes into play. Because now you're trying to, in a way, prove yourself. Like, that I made it, yes, and I made it without having to have that father mm-hmm. figure in my life. I definitely see that
1: in a lot of And, life. you know, if they don't have a father figure in your life, and I've always, I kind of always live by this anyways, and have, I have a father figure, but I'm going to, like, learn from my mistakes. So, yeah. you know, they don't have, they might not have a father figure or someone of that nature to, like, guide them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not going to be the most perfect person, Yeah, but this this might be their path to, like, learning how to be, like... So when they get 30 or 40, they might, they might be a great, you know... Yeah, a great guy. Yeah, okay. but... I
2: think... Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Last thing. Um, But I also think, you know, regardless of father figure or not, I, it stems from a lot of the things that were taught in the black community as a whole. As a young... Boy, you, why are you crying? I was gonna say, love. can you get
0: into the details? You know, that's
2: about um, well, It's a boy. He needs to be rough. Where oh, you crying? Like, he's rough.
0: Did you get that? Did you get the stop crying? Did you ever get
1: that? Not well. Not that I can remember. Well, that's a good. I was, thing. <laughs> I was gonna cry. But at least when I was younger, like if I was emotional, like you gonna yeah. know. But uh, again, that's just based off of like how yeah. you, you you were raised. I mean. Some people get well. Mm-hmm. Even if I got spanked, some side of pants, be like, I straighten up, like, like yeah. don't cry. Really. J-O did that to yeah. She yeah. May but, but I think.
2: Sorry, you can go, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna say, like, I feel like that's heavy in the black community, where it's like, you know. Don't cry. Like stop crying. Even for females. Yeah. Or you like take it and just keep going. Yeah. And or or like the simple thing of like oh he just being mean to you because he likes you. Yeah. Or, like, like that's why? so backwards. Yeah. And okay,
1: he- hold up, hold up, time out, time out, time. <laughs> we that's a whole different discussion. Because
0: is that true?
2: <sighs> I guess because
1: y'all know y- y'all like that. <laughs> Oh, sorry.
2: No, not when you're young. Well, I'm not no, gonna say all. Boys were mean. When we we're young, like well, big Well, I don't is,
1: well whoa, well, I don't mean like getting aggressive, like
2: <laughs> yanking but that, someone. No, but that's what I'm talking
1: about. Well, cause when you say being mean, I'm be like Like your head your head big or like <laughs> No, that's
2: <laughs> but different. that stuff didn't really happen until we were like in middle school and high school and that then it, then it's flirting. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm
1: yeah, that's that's that. what I was talking about. I'm
2: talking about kids, like
1: elementary school, like little kids. Oh, so you know it's crazy. I'm not gonna say his name. Uh-huh. um but like I grew up with this dude, um in elementary school and like he used to throw like rocks at girls or see, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't think he had a father figure in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, but now he's in college. Mm-hmm. He's um, on like this track team <laughs> and uh and from what I see he's doing good. <laughs> so uh I mean, I think he. Well, I don't know his. I don't know him that closely, but I mean, he might have turned, you know, for the better. I guess, but
0: yeah, I'm gonna kind of switch it up a little bit, give it in a different avenue. Just everything we're talking about. So let's go into how this affects relationships in the future, or how we feel like this has helped. Well, what not helped? What this has created for our black community and black families and what we have seen because i'm a star chante and i we have been high school sweethearts um three years and now and one thing that i felt from my side of the family that was very toxic was you know this ideal that high school relationships don't last mm-hmm. and i know when i was getting into my relationship with chante i definitely had a lot of things just going through my head at all times because i never felt like okay this is going to last all this time because i Mm -hmm. feel like especially you know no disrespect to the Mm -hmm. women in my family you know they they cared so much about preparing me for the worst they Mm -hmm. wanted me to be a warrior they wanted me to be prepared for any and everything they wanted to teach me you know when you fall you get right back up. You can't sit there. You can't cry. You don't have time. Mm -hmm. You do not have time. That's Mm -hmm. basically what they taught me. And so I feel like with the healthy relationship Chauncey and I have, it kind of, you know, made it a little toxic with the way that I handled a lot of situations. And he, you know, he has his fair share of things that definitely he, I think, you know, Shout out to Chauncey, I love him, mm-hmm. but he has a black man complex. Yes, and does. so you know, Wait, I mean,
1: pardon, mm-hmm. what does that mean?
0: Basically, what I think it means, and you know, I might not be saying it the right way, but I feel like Chauncey, he's he's a strong, big body man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to show his emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I feel like it's hard for him to be vulnerable well, with me. I'm sorry, and so you know, it's something that obviously we go through because we are a young couple and we're growing together. But I definitely see the dynamic of how his household was versus mine and how I was taught a certain way and he was taught. And in some ways, I feel like not taught how to communicate his feelings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And the same way with me. I don't communicate my feelings in the right way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've tried and, you know, I keep trying. He tries, but it's definitely a,
2: you know, imbalance. Yeah. Um, so to piggyback off a lot of the stuff that you're saying, Like, to first start off with, I find it kind of ironic when it comes to black women because, you know, we have that strong mentality. When you fall, you get back up, whatever, whatever. But also think, like, on the other end of things, when it comes to relationships, especially in that generation, a lot of them stay in things that they really shouldn't be staying in. You know what I'm saying? I agree. When it comes to relationships. So it's really ironic. And then I feel like it puts us in a weird place because... You're telling me when you fall, you get back up. You don't take nothing from nobody, but I'm watching you take a lot from somebody. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I want to say. Mm -hmm. And then to also go into like, you talking about you and Chauncey. I'm not in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? However, (laughs) some of the guys, that I messed with for a long time, I feel like a lot of them have this mentality that, you know, I can do it on my own. I don't have to ask anyone for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need help. I don't need any opinions. I got it on my own, and I find that really toxic. Because, you know, regardless, however we were taught, in men and women in the black community were both taught to be strong, to stand your ground, you need help from pe- You need well, people just in general. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll say this. I'm going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. But about <laughs> that, um, you know, You can see it in that way. I see how can people people can see it in that way. Mm -hmm. But I can also see how someone can see that person as like, well.
3: Mm.
0: Okay.
1: If they don't ask for help, that's kind of different. Yeah. But if if they're just like really know I got this, you know I can really do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yada yada yada. Some people can see that as a go-getter. Like, you know, yeah. they, they just want to, like... you And know. then
2: that's when we have to talk about where's the line. I was going to say, there's a huge, big, because fine line. Okay, All of us here are go-getters. I'm going to get it on my own. I'm going to do what I have to do. However, it comes to a point where it does get a little, quote-unquote, toxic. Uh, and sometimes I don't like to use that word, but quote-unquote toxic because... It is toxic. Sometimes yeah. you're holding in a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're going through really big things.
0: Yeah, and, I, and, and I was, let me say it real quick. It's like... It comes to a point where your ego's so big you don't want to hear that other part. Yeah. So it's like when you're in that relationship and you have someone who wants to be there for you. Look, look at him. He's fidgeting. It's it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you speak. I know you got a lot to say, but you know it's like when you finally get that person that's by your side. It's all, I want a woman that can support me. I want to ride or die. I want someone who's going to be that nurturing, submissive, okay, this, 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 okay. this. No, I'm, listen, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but when I'm giving that, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this in my <laughs> relationship necessarily, but I feel like I see a lot where it's like, okay, we given that to you and you don't want to take it. Mm-hmm. It's a no stay in your place. Yeah, I got it let me do it when yeah. really you don't got you it. need support yeah and that's with any partner not Literally. just man and woman you know touching on other whatever whoever whomever you're in a relationship with you need that person yeah. what's the point
2: yeah what's having point? someone if you don't, I don't get go it. go to them to like, have bitching? someone to lean on but i'm gonna let you go. you, go, you, go, you go. <laughs>
1: so you mentioned earlier about how you know sometimes black men are taught to have thick skin you know Mm
3: -hmm.
1: not really show emotion or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know there have been cases where i mean i've seen it you -hmm. know not saying that i've been in that position but there have been times where people show their emotions but when you when you become vulnerable and show your emotions as a man and people don't oh i'm sorry People don't take that or specifically women or whoever uh, don't take that like seriously, then it's like, okay, now, now I'm not gonna do it. Now I'm not gonna open back up because that that's I wanna say that's traumatic, but that's like dang. It's like I was
2: vulnerable with you and I'm already not vulnerable. And
1: it's like trust issues. Like now right. cause I can't open up to you, mm. dang, now I'm, now I'm not, not gonna I'm, do it no
0: more. Or okay. even
1: open up to anyone else. I have a so.
0: no question. I feel you, but why Okay, what did you say? Not that we don't understand, but what did you say? You I feel like it's not understand. taken seriously? So take what, how yourself. do you what do you what makes you feel like you're not being taken seriously?
1: The way the person is reacting to it. So it's, if I'm like, "Damn, I'm just really like I've not been feeling myself, like mm-hmm. I've got a lot going on." Yada yada yada.
2: Mm. And then the person wow. is just like, "Oh
3: whatever
2: everybody that to trust issues. okay, that goes into trust issues because, oh, and I deal with this, I do. yeah, yeah. I understand that where someone can feel like, okay, this person that I really love so much, this person that I really love so much, I was vulnerable to them, they didn't take me serious. That doesn't mean that the next person's gonna do that to you. So, that means now you have to be open and willing to trust a new person to be vulnerable. But
1: I think... Well, I can't say this. But, I mean, you could make the argument mm-hmm. that maybe a lot of black men have trust issues. Yeah, from I From past so. experiences. Or even, like, from their childhood or uh-huh. whatever. So, I mean...
2: You know, and, and that's true. I think a lot of people in this generation, male and female, have trust issues. Oh, absolutely. And that's where the whole relationship thing... In our generation, it's really complicated oh, because for sure. you of course, know, we I need to learn you. how to forgive in a sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because, and granted, a lot of times in different male or female, you talk to someone, they do you wrong, you date someone, they do you wrong, you talk to someone, you date someone, they do you wrong, you talk to someone, they date someone, you do you wrong. So, of course, people are going to be like, you know what, what's the point if every time I'm talking or dating to someone, they're doing me wrong. But I just feel like at this age, twenty twenty one, getting older, you just got to be open.
0: Um, okay. Um, I'm going to let you go because you got it.
1: What well, I think I forgot to say was like, you don't be taken as a joke as a man, I guess. So like, if you like open up, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, say that. And you know, especially, I don't know how it was back in the day, but in our generation, mm-hmm. you know, you say something you know you tell someone about your feelings that same person you you're comfortable with telling them can go behind your back and tell her friend group or whatever like look at this guy da-da-da-da. okay mm-hmm. now this is the type of time we on like okay yeah. okay really? that's what anyone
0: though yeah okay but well uh, right. too another thing i feel like that's toxic in the black community this is my opinion why do we have to keep everything to ourselves and suffer in silence yeah. why yeah. do we have to do that i mean because my que- like my thing is not even and that's not even you relationships. need somebody to lean on and yeah. somebody you need somebody that's gonna tell you nah
3: you're you are wrong. wrong you you're know
1: <laughs> what well, well i'll say this uh-huh. if you're suffering tell someone mm-hmm. if it's not suffering Let's not do that. Because now, because I'm not, let let me get this off real quick. (laughs) Because if you might go to your friends about something just to, just for them to be a a yes man or a yes woman. So it's like.
0: I can see that in some some, scenarios. Some people are like that. But like me and Sonia are definitely not like
1: that. And that might be true, but I'm saying like. And that also depends on your friends. That yeah. so
2: you have a good circle. That's a so. Whole
1: other conversation,
2: huh? So, but to what you said about like if you're suffering, tell someone. If you're not suffering, don't tell anyone. I don't agree. I don't agree uh, at all. Just explain. because I feel like if you got to get something off your chest, I feel like you're warranted to do so, regardless if you're suffering, quote unquote. Like if it's heavy on your heart even if it's not at the end of the day not that bad, I feel like tell someone, like be able to rant to whoever you want to rant to. It don't matter what like if something's bothering me, I can I should be able to and I'm going to be able to go and tell
0: holly right and let's well, be real let's be real melvin let's be real let's be 100 percent real I y'all don't want to be hearing what we say yeah so like you know you, well, you try to oh, well though. i'm just saying <laughs> there's a lot of times where it's just like okay we feel like we're not being heard like yeah. dang like either y'all try to play it all cool like whatever you tripping yeah. or you know you might not have much to say i just feel like, or like you know well, we want someone who's gonna be just as
2: and, but,
0: not you're like, as, and not saying you gotta tell four or five different of your friends
1: time out time, mm-hmm. time out time out time out time out time because y'all said a bunch of different things but one thing that stuck out was emotionally invested um now i can't speak for every man or every woman in their relationship
0: yeah we're not we're, mm-hmm. we're just three different perspectives yeah
1: but you know for me at least you know i'm gonna hear my partner's mm-hmm side her perspective yeah because i mean at that point you're closed-minded now yes because what the thing (laughs) is because look because if you're let's say y'all y'all going through something y'all got a problem y'all can't bark at each other
2: you saying you do that every time i was just about to say because sometimes you are definitely very stuck on how you feel uh let's, okay let's okay i
0: get it we're saying what should happen thinking. but let's get into the real
2: do you do that every single time if you don't agree because you sometimes get stuck into how you feel you're just like no i feel that way because
3: well, when you tell
0: us you know you're like just how i feel i don't and i feel like dang i can't even say nothing until you know you
2: get off what you gotta get off you're like, you've been anything. holding it. and that's not even well it's
1: not stuff. yeah that's not even like relationship stuff or anything but so here's the thing, I, I didn't really grow up with older siblings, so I I the way I debated and argued was people my age over like PlayStation chats or like at the lunch table or whatever. So we just going back and forth yelling at each other da 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 da. So I mean until until you prove to me that I'm wrong, I can't really what? Remember, I can't because 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 from what I'm thinking because because the way I think I i think hmm. and you know I I, 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 I I don't i i i don't want to sound that's that i don't i don't want to sound toxic but can y'all just answer me this
0: question
3: okay,
1: okay. when y'all get upset and okay. when i say y'all i mean women when y'all get upset do you base your actions more so off of emotional or logic
0: both. both because okay let me let me give it to both. you we try to come with you with the logic and and hey you can relate to a certain degree without airing all our stuff out but <laughs> you try to come with the logic and then you know what you're doing boys can do the slightest thing whether they know it's a face they make whether it's a whether it's a you know, you oh, tripping
2: right? I'm gonna say this because I know it's gonna make you. And mad. then now we and acting. now it's emotional. Now
0: we acting on emotions, that, true. Emotion. But
1: I think that would
3: no, <laughs> even now even now
2: we're now But we're even before
1: into it. then, even before like it gets to that point, I feel like emotions are already no there. No, no no. I
2: think emotions are definitely but, there. However, sometimes you know, depending on the guy, you come with logic, and if you just like nah, you wrong. Cause y'all be doing that. Yeah.
0: Y'all wanna stick your ground. You wanna be the man. You wanna be like, nah, I'm straight off that. Y'all like to act.
2: It don't matter. Huh? I'm coolin'.
3: What?
1: Look. Uh huh. Look. What what's right is what's right. Oh. That's all I got oh. go. oh No, and see, so. this is the
0: thing. It's like, okay, reeling it back into the black community as a whole, personally i don't think black men always respect black women
1: well that's obviously. what but but
0: i'm saying it's so deep to the point where we teach our black men you have to be providers and this that and the third to where now women are not as equal
3: Hmm. now
0: now we're touching the okay now this is your position because this is mine instead of And and I can say for our generation, I feel like we do more of the uplifting. And that's because of social media. And I think that more men are seeing more other men treat their women as equals. And granted, social media is not everything. You don't know what happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But I feel like from older generations to now, they just, they love to just, no, this is, I'm a man. You're the woman. So... You have different tasks. Wait, is
2: that... You talking about this generation or the older generation? That is for the older
0: generation. Okay, yeah. I feel like they're very much... Or they teach the black men, mm-hmm. you have to provide. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, first, and I don't know where it goes wrong, but some black men equate that with, so now you have to be this way. And yeah. that also touches a lot of, you know, religion and biblically, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. But it's... In my opinion... You give respect, you earn it. Mm -hmm. You make the woman feel like she's an equal. She's probably going to let you be the dominant one as a man. And granted, I'm not married. I'm not, you know, all of that. I don't know everything. But
2: no, like. But don't downplay me. Even
0: in an argument, it just seems like men are so quick to just, nah, this is how I feel. And you tripping. Because automatically, y'all think we're acting on emotion.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So y'all aren't acting. Not
0: always. No, I feel like that's a big thing. Men love to assume because you want to prepare yourself like it's a battle or something like, oh, let me get ready because here she come with the emotion. It is okay to be emotional. What's Mm -hmm. what's the. What's the problem with being emotional? I think that's also a thing in the Black community. What is so bad about being about adding your emotions in your argument?
1: Sometimes emotions get the best of you, and then you start making bad decisions.
2: But as an adult, yeah, that's control. As an adult, you have to learn how to. Okay, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna give it a week, and see if I'm just being really emotional right now. And I think, and this is just my opinion. Again, this is how I am. And I've definitely learned how to, okay, let me not act on impulse, especially as of recently. Hmm. I'm going to give it a week, I'm going to give it a day, I'm going to give it a couple hours. Am I just being really in my feelings right now? Or, no, I really feel like this, like I'm standing on how I feel.
0: I think that's... That's very important too. We don't take breaks, especially as black people. We go, 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 and we burn ourselves out, and now we're mad at this person, we're mad at this. I mean, have you guys ever witnessed a time where it feels like your parents are just taking out everything they feel on you? Like you in your room, and all of a sudden that Saturday morning, why aren't you up cleaning the house? Like, it's like, what just happened right now? Like, you know, I feel like that's a huge thing. You need breaks, you need time. And especially, you know, you need to go out. Go out. Go have some fun. Yeah. Like, please. (laughs) Please And that's not just for parents. It's for the black community as a whole. We deserve to go get it. But also, you know, put that self-care in there.
2: I think the toxic part of the black community, kind of going off of what you're saying, is we're still trying to prove ourselves. Yeah. Let's be real here. We're trying to prove ourselves to show other people i don't that know we're still trying to like we're we're good over here like we got it i'm good i've made my way i'm as equal as this white person in this um what's the right company like i'm an equal to them so i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna grind hard because i got it
1: question how's mm-hmm. that toxic
0: i was gonna say it's i think it becomes toxic when
2: that's that's your goal that's your I think it's toxic because you're never gonna we've been trying to prove ourselves to white people, especially since way back when why are we still trying to prove ourselves to white people?
1: Well, I think that goes back to our we we've had a discussion about like racism before and, and, that and could everything. Be a different thing, that's a different thing but uh you know white people in at least American society
3: mm-hmm.
1: they hold a lot of. Uh, Wait. I don't even say wait. Like, when it comes to like companies, a lot of those companies at those bigger tables Mm
3: -hmm.
1: are a lot of um, white people, and uh, you know. So, I I want to say we're supposed to be proving ourselves, but I mean, we. I know I want to get to Mm. the top and whatever I'm going to. My question
2: is, why are we trying to prove ourselves to someone who's still gonna look at us? like you're below well, me
0: i think it's just like a competitive thing or just like a that's what anything you know have you i don't know like even if it was
2: i don't know it's like but we talking about big companies we talking about big people because i it's think it's not no no like Because okay, a soccer game no cause we y'all be, know we black people in. we
0: love to prove a point it ain't exactly. about it's just all about but that's i, I said so and i did I, and i'm gonna do it again mm-hmm. it's all i feel it. like that
2: and it's to that extent we trying to prove ourselves to white people we trying to prove ourselves to other black people why are we trying to prove ourselves against each other when we should question. be working with each other you we sitting here trying to compete against each other and at the end of the day we need to be working together because we all we got white people yes, to work say, together they, gonna make sure they gonna, yeah they gonna make sure they got theirs so why are we why are we trying to prove ourselves to the white people oh I'm gonna prove myself to you because I need to to get it. Eh, no, we need to be trying to work together as Black people in a community and stop trying to go against each other, I so agree. we can get it. I
0: agree. I because,
1: Logan, what do you have to say? I and I I agree, to a certain extent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause, I'm not gonna say, cause obviously, a lot of Black people have helped me get to where I am. Mhm. But uh. A lot but, of races
0: you, have helped me too.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, so I, I just got a scholarship um, with NBCU, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a, uh, I had these uh a, why can I drink right now, a letter of recommendation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the two people that I was going to use my letter of recommendations for were white people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, it, it helped me get the scholarship and the mm-hmm. fellowship, and I appreciate them too but uh I wouldn't say and there have been people in the past that've helped me like get you know succeed or whatever that weren't just black mm-hmm. so i I want to say that it's just us because there are some people that you know want to help help you get to a certain point certain point in your life uh I don't think it's just black people but I, I guess I don't know it's just where you grew up in your community I guess I don't know or even the people you hung out with or where your beliefs are so I don't know
0: I definitely think um it this will be great to reflect on in a couple Mm -hmm. years when we get out there in the workforce because I definitely think you know we don't know the ins and outs of everything that happens but from what I hear and I don't want to expose any family members because you know but from what I hear it's hard out here especially in these companies it's, mm-hmm. I get what Dasani's saying because it's like, why are, so why are we wasting that energy when we can just work better to uplift each other so that we can overtake what we want? yeah But at the same time, there's so many people. I think it comes down to selfishness. That's, a, that's, that's the word. word. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people are just selfish. Yeah. They only want to do it on their own. And it's, it, it's not about working together as a team or working together to build generational wealth. We'd rather see other races, I feel like, do better rather than we just want to be the only one who's able to do it for my community. Mm-hmm. Only one who's able to do it for my family. Only one who's able to do this, that, and the third. Or there's some people who don't do it at all. They do what they do. They do what they do and they don't look back.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say that. Because there's a lot of times in the black community where people get big... And then, like, what are you doing now for the community? Because sometimes they get that mindset where I work for what I got, so you need to work for what you got. And I, and I don't agree.
1: I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some people that, like, because from what their mindset is, like, you know, they got it out. Like, like you know, they, they worked. <laughs> they work for what they earn you know I mean okay. sorry. Good, we I mean they put in that time they put in that effort you know to get to where they are so they don't want they want people to go through that same path basically mm. um but and that's <laughs> I mean that's also kind of old head type of uh, mindset uh,
0: lovely to bring someone in to discuss it you know and we could do lots of part twos from these specific topics Mm -hmm. because we kind of are off topic but I feel like it is important to touch on these things because those things in the black community as stereotypes affect us but to wrap this episode up because it got got a little heavy a little touchy you know what I'm saying um to wrap it up I think we should all just say our final statements Mm -hmm. as to how our particular black household has affected us you know we kind of touched on it in the beginning but like any final statements right so i guess my only final thought is that you know i think the black community is involving
3: mm-hmm.
0: and i think that there's going to be a lot of things that rub our families in particular or you know i don't know whoever mm-hmm in a weird way in a wrong way or whatever Mm -hmm. i think that that will never change i feel like that's always been a thing with this generation we're always doing something wrong it's always Mm -hmm. y'all's generation y'all this Mm -hmm. the traditions all of that Mm -hmm. and i think you know it's important to value those things but it's also okay to change yeah i think a lot of black people have a problem with change Mm -hmm. including myself you know what i'm saying so I think it's something that we definitely are going to piggyback off of a lot of topics and talk more about, but that's my final statement. I feel like we're definitely evolving, but it's going to take a long time, simply because a lot of people in our community, they don't want that change, Mm -hmm. so that's how I feel.
1: Well, um, I agree with what you said. Um, I think the like household, um, obviously. Has some areas where it can be improved on, but I think that's with any household, mm-hmm. no matter what race, actually. So um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think this, as men, as fathers, we need to. I'm not saying this as my dad, because my dad did a good job, but that in general, need to really be open to our like kids, our sons, um, so they are. So, our kids feel comfortable mm-hmm. being able to talk about how they feel or whatever, mm-hmm. um so when they get older, they can like do the mm-hmm. same thing with their kids um just that's in general, like not just fathers but mothers too, just being open to their kids and hearing what they gotta say.
0: Can you kind of touch on how that affected you like how that made you feel that like your dad kind of gave you that
1: um I felt like. They understood what I was saying, like even though like obviously, if I was messing up, they let me know, but if i'm if I don't feel good about a certain thing, you know they oh they've always been like so them two, my mom and my dad have always been two people that I can just like call and like they'll listen or whatever, and like you know, I don't know how, but they like raised me to where like. I'm comfortable, and I, I I have tremendous respect for them, and I feel comfortable enough to where I can talk to them about anything and like open up about mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. So um, I don't know how they how they did. It. I don't know. It may it's just me as a personality trait, but mm-hmm. I just yeah.
2: Um, I agree with what both of you guys said actually. So I don't really have that much to say because I think you guys really kind of summed it up in a really good way Um, personally I do agree you know in black households and households in general um, people or kids should have should feel comfortable talking to their parents Um, I think as I've gotten older especially now I'm more comfortable going to my parents and just talking to them about whatever and I find myself doing it way more than I used to in high school whatever Even early in college, like I never called my parents to talk to them really about anything like in college. I started calling my brothers and my sisters more and, you know, talking to them in high school. I kind of handle everything on my own. So I find myself now like learning how to like talk to them and talking to them more. So I just feel like teaching kids at a young age, I guess, to talk to them works. But I also think that also comes like if your parents are just very invested in your life, then you're gonna want to talk to them more. If they're not, then you probably are used to not going to them for anything because they're trying to sometimes they're trying to like grind for you. Like they're working multiple jobs or they're doing this or doing that. So like, you just feel like, you know, I'm gonna try to do it on my own because you're already doing so much. I think Mm -hmm. it depends on the family dynamic.
0: Yeah. And to finally, my final comment, Mm because I talk a lot. Um, I agree with that. I feel like I have definitely grown a closer relationship with my parents as I've gotten older. And in some ways, I feel like I wish it was a little bit like that when I was growing up because Mm -hmm. we spent most of our time in the household and now when we're not at the now that we're out the household we call them on everything and it's like you Mm -hmm. know dang I wish that happened when we were there but Mm -hmm. so I think that's something overall the black community can do a better job of Mm -hmm. but that wraps up our second episode for hot and heavy the podcast y'all thank you for tuning in we have had a great time doing this for you guys even though we've only done it twice but i hope you guys still continue to tune in with that being said
1: i want to just add one thing real quick i just wanted to say i would like to thank everyone for the support of just yeah. the first episode mm-hmm. and everything with oh, like being on social media and giving listens and everything you know we're starting this up and everything, and it just means a lot for the, to support us, you know, starting up. So, yeah, we really appreciate everyone.
2: It was very overwhelming. Yeah, it was. That first day when we dropped was crazy. Mm-hmm. We got so many followers that day. we hit 50. So, go us. We hit 50 followers on Instagram. Yep. Um, definitely a big thank you to everyone who shouted it out. Yes, thank you. Who posted you. us, who listened. We really appreciate it. We hope you continue to listen, and we'll continue to bring great content. Yes, yes
0: and please give us feedback. We we thrive off of that. We want to get better. We want to have more people listen and keep you guys engaged. So let us know what you like. And again,
2: it's your girl, Holly Hall. It's Melly. And it's the coolest kid on the block. We'll see y'all next time. Deuces. Peace out.